Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my special guest is Fred Cheney, who is the CEO of Atari. Yes, Atari, the iconic video game maker. And we're going to be talking about their latest news on their games, as well as Atari token, Atari's in-game currency built on blockchain. So don't go away. In this week's tech news, the first story is if you're a Ring doorbell owner, there's an advisory that it could be a fire threat. So usually people are concerned about the privacy related to Ring doorbells, but the Consumer Product Safety Commission has posted a recall notice for the second generation doorbell. That's 350,000 units inside the U.S. that are being recalled over fire concerns. So be sure if you have one of those to look it up and contact Ring so you can get that taken care of. Recent election news, California has a new, stronger privacy law. Now, we had just enacted the CCPA, the California Consumer Privacy Act, and now we have the California Privacy Rights Act. And I know it's going to be a little bit confusing. If you're a business, take heart because the law won't take effect until January 1st, 2023, but it will apply to data collected starting in January 1st, 2022. So you have a little more than a year. And I know that there was a lot of discussion when the first CCPA law came out for California, which is even more strict than GDPR, General Data Protection Regulation of the European Union. Niantic, who is famous for being the makers of the game Pokemon Go, they are announcing that they want to build a smarter map of the world using 3D modeling and augmented reality. And this is just a reminder that all that Pokemon Go and Harry Potter world, all that data they're collecting was in actually you helping them map their new 3D world. And that's Tech News of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, my special guest today is Fred Cheney, who is the CEO of Atari. Yes, that Atari. Welcome, Fred. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Fred, it's great to hear you. It's great to catch up with you. I, I think Atari is one of those companies that I love. I grew up with the 2600. I saved up all my money when I was in middle school to buy my own because coming from a family of Chinese tiger parents, there was no way that they were going to buy one for me. So I have a deep love for Atari and Atari's products, but not a name you hear a lot about. So I wanted to first hear about your story because I know you've done a couple of stints at Atari. So where did you start with your Atari journey? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's true that everyone has their own journey, right? So I'm French, and every time now I have a global entry, but before I used to go through immigration, and you know, uh, I had the same questions, which was, okay, your name, passport, da da da. <laughs> what are you working for? And I would say Atari, and it would be the same thing. Say, oh wow, Atari, the real Atari, and it was very funny. And they were like, yeah, I've always great memo- great memories, right? And the second one, <laughs> the second question or reaction was. But what are you guys doing today? <laughs> you know, you're still around. So it was really this uh, 
one to <laughs> punch I would get, but it was it's always been a lot of fun. So as far as I'm concerned, um, and everyone has their own stories. Uh, so I was in France. I, I was investing. I was working at a, at a bank. Uh, we were advising some video game companies, and um, I've always loved video games. So <clears throat> I ended up leaving the bank. The bank was Lazard. I ended up leaving the bank in 2000. I joined a company, a French company called Infograms, and Infograms, in fact, bought the Atari brand from Hasbro. Okay, so we renamed the company Atari. Um, we we kind of all left in 2007. There was a change of the in the management team. Uh, hedge fund took over. They blew up. They went into liquidation. That's probably the main. And they also put the joint into bankruptcy. That was late 2012, early 2013. And because at the time uh, when I, you know, in early 2000, I was the executive producer, deputy CEO. I had done all the deals basically inside the company. They called me back and they said, you know, why don't you just come back and buy back from us? So we just go away and, uh, you know, we wish you good luck. So we see what I did. And at the time, early 2013, it was so Atari was in bankruptcy in the US. Yeah. The the revenue was around 1 million euros. The debt was around was more than 30 million euros. So basically, we had to survive bankruptcy, chapter 11, auctions. Uh, and then after that, you know, make our way back to where we are today. I'll talk about where we are today in a second. But uh, this was really like, you know, death. A life of death or death situation with the debt, with the the the, the pledges, the sure. the lawyers, the bankers. So that's so that's the short story. Uh, but uh, as we all know, so that's the real brand. You know, the brand that was created in the seventies by Nolan Bushnell. Yep, I Nolan is <laughs> still around. I just spoke with him two days ago. Basically, created the video game industry. So we all have we all remember. You know great moments with the brand. And after that, it went through, I think the eighties, we were more about some issues with some um, consoles. And then in the nineties, it was with, uh, it, it ended up with Hasbro. So and Hasbro was not really doing, you know, a lot of things with the, with the brand. Right. So that's, that's why we were able to buy it. That's good. That's good. So today it's, um, we're in the U S very different organization, but I'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. That's, right. that's the story. No, fantastic story. And, you know, uh, it was funny when you were talking about your uh, coming back to Atari. We talk about a lot in technology. We would call you a boomerang because, you know, you left, you came back. And that's very common in the tech industry. So uh, I'm glad to hear that Atari is doing great things again. And I know that later on the show, we'll be talking about some of those those things. So let's talk about shifting a little bit. What is on Atari's mind? We hear a lot about that there's a pivot going on and I don't want to give it away yet because we'll talk about the next segment. So just really quickly, what would be the sound bite for what Atari is doing? It's really going back into uh, digital online and brand management with a very selected uh, number of business lines. That's it. It's uh, We created the space a long time ago. And I think now the space has changed. You have mobile games, you have blockchain, and uh, this is really for us the you know the way uh, and the path to the future. Yes, that's well, what we're yes. doing. But you know, we'll talk about it in the next segment. But you are coming out with a console again, right? It's a 
it is not a console <laughs> because every time people say console, they think, oh, they are doing another Xbox or PlayStation, which is just impossible. You know, coming coming from where we we were like six years ago, it would have been just impossible to create the console, raise all the money. And, you know, it's a it's a personal computer. It's a mini personal computer, uh, eight gig of memory, uh, fully customizable, fully upgradable. Uh, we're trying to go with a personal a mini computer for the masses. And that computer also has a console type of an, an environment, a curated environment. So there's a, a segment in, or a section or an, I'm gonna, I'm an gonna, environment. I'm going to hold you right there because we'll talk about that right when we come back because we got to sure. take a break. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. Special guest is Fred Cheney, who is the CEO of Atari. And we're talking about where Atari is at right now. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this PC console concept and what they're going to be doing on the blockchain so if you have any questions or comments email us at info at svn.biz find us on facebook twitter or linkedin we'll be right back for questions or comments on today's program call 1-888-828-7846 that's 888-828-SVIN now back to silicon valley insider once again your host keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Special guest today is Fred Cheney, who is the CEO of Atari. Yes, the Atari from the 70s and had the great console in the 80s. And we're catching up with this company today. Welcome back, Fred. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Fred, in the last segment, right before the break, we just started talking about how there's rumors that Atari was coming out with a console, and you were clarifying it's not really a console, it's really a PC, but it's got console-like features. Let's continue on and talk about that. Sure. So, there's a website called AtariVCS.com. So, VCS stands for Video Computer System, which is the original name, right, of the, the Atari 2600. So, it's first and foremost a computer. Uh, it's in the name because uh, going with when, when we say console, people think, you know, uh, prop system, closed system. Uh, we wanted to go with something very open, something that you could cost, you could customize, you could upgrade uh, in terms of memory. So it's really a personal computer that you can have in the living room and it has a console environment on top of it. So you can use it as a computer. You can go online, you can stream on your TV. You can, it comes with, of course, the joystick. We have recreated the joystick. Uh, we have a, a new controller. We have, you can, uh, you know, plug any keyboard at the same time. Uh, so you, you access the, the internet and at the same time, you can have access to that uh, console environment. And here we were just going to, you know, along over time, uh, load as many apps and uh, as much content as possible. It's a long-term effort. You know, when you compare the App Store today to, to what the App Store was on day one of mm-hmm. the very first iPhone, it's very different. The, the, the goal behind this is to say, you know what? There's never been a good computer in the, in the living rooms. Uh, the machine sells for $300, a gig of memory. So I think it's a very good deal. Um, it, it's powered by the, uh, the MD chip, the Ryzen chip. Yep. So I think it's, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm not the tech guy. So I'm just mentioning this for information for everyone who wants to learn more about what the chip does. Please go to the website. Um, but I think it's, it's really like a, a play on trying to fill a hole in the living room. The, the, the use cases were more like, 
if I want to play Minecraft on my TV in the living room, the computer is not always here. So you, 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 you want to be able to have something simple to use. Uh, if I want to play, you know, basically if I want to do stuff on my, uh, in my living room, I, I'm really tired personally of, you know, having to go with arrow up, down, and when I want to go on Amazon. So that's, this, this is just what we're trying to do. It's a PC yeah. with a console environment. Two very important questions. One, can you play the classic Atari games on this PC? Indeed. <laughs> yes. That's great. And then two, can you do video conferencing on this PC? Yeah, it's a PC. So you can, uh, it's really, it's a PC. With a, it's a hybrid system. I really encourage people to look at the website, uh, atarivcs.com. It's very important so that, the, the the machine was developed with the support of the Indiegogo ba some of Indiegogo backers. I'd like to thank them, by the way. Very important to us. Uh, should have started by that. So it's not, I want to 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 write wrong. Yes, I really I'm really thankful to all the Indiegogo backers. They've been very patient. And you know, we started with a concept. We've been able to bring that to fruition. Um, it's um, I think it's an interesting it's interesting product. It sounds really interesting. And so then another interesting aspect of where Atari is headed and people still are trying to get familiar with it is this whole cryptocurrency blockchain concept. So how does that tie in to where Atari is at right now? Okay, so if you take a step back, um, we, back in the day, we used to have I mean, 2,500 employees. Uh, today, it's very different. We used to have all the, the developers in-house. Today, we are outsourced. So we were very, very limited number of experience and seasoned managers. We're doing very simply four things. One is games. That's the DNA. Mobile, online, less on consoles. But that's the DNA of the company, including licensing, which means using the software, the games, to, to develop partners with other products with other partners, games. We do the VCS, we just talked about it. We have a third business line, which is about some uh, casino games because it's a different uh, activity, it's regulated. That's number mm -hmm. three. And then we have blockchain. Why? Because I'm a big supporter, big fan of blockchain. I think this is the, the right move for everyone. This is really the, the future. So we had to be in the space. We've started already with some games on the blockchain, but we wanted just to bring that to the next level, which was to have our own utility token. And instead of, of saying, oh, we're going to create a platform and only on that platform you will be able to use the Atari token, it was easier for us, given the awareness of the brand, to say, no, no, we don't want to have our own platform. We will have some, some games, some application uh, using the Atari brand, but we want to reach mass adoption. So we are... Uh, allowing any other um, website application game on the blockchain to use the Atari token. Our goal is to develop the ecosystem saying, if you want to use the Atari brand, the games to do some games on the blockchain, to do some applications, we're super open to that. And the goal for us is to have Atari everywhere. 
No, it's a smart strategy. I often talk about uh, my interest in blockchain and cryptocurrency started when I was a managing director at the Bank of Tokyo or MUFG, and we were looking at Bitcoin academically. So it's like 2013. And when I started diving more, because at the bank, we, we're not investing in that. But when I looked up more at the use case and being a gamer in my younger life, I saw great synergy in how uh, virtual currency actually is exactly analogous to how virtual currencies work in the gaming world. So I totally understand mm-hmm. uh, why Atari and you are supporting this uh, direction. So it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, you know, for, for a video game company, it's a natural, you know, to your point. Uh, in every game we've created currency, the gold coins, the tokens, the it's, and if you think even, and I'm sure we'll talk about that, you know, the future, the evolution, the mega trends. If you look, for instance, to what's going on in Africa, Kenya, Congo, Nigeria, no, not Nigeria, Liberia, with mobile money, it, when you really look into it, I can spend some time at the end of the show just to explain. When you really look into it, it's basically like a video game with real money. I mean, it's just amazing the way they've built that. The money is on the telephones. So yes, right. it's very natural for a video game company. So in terms of um, the availability of the blockchain already, can people buy into that? Uh, yes. So we've started a few uh, a few years ago and we've accelerated, you know, starting the be- at the beginning of the year. Uh, so we have a website um, out of Gibraltar. It's called AtariChain.com. And this is where you can find all the information. And this is really where everything starts from. So yes, it's uh, we're working on use cases. We're working on uh, uh, creating more and more partnerships. So that's really, uh, but that's not a hit and run project, right? It's something for the next ten to twenty years. So we just have to do it right. Well, we are, you have to start one day. So we are really accelerating now. Absolutely. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. Just as a quick reminder, our show is not giving any investment advice. And especially when you think about getting into a blockchain or getting into cryptocurrency, talk to your investment advisor, uh, follow your country's regulations since we're listened to in over 120 countries, um, get those resources to help you out with that. But what Atari is doing sounds really, really interesting. So Fred, don't go away because we'll talk more about where Atari's at and where it's headed in our next segment. You're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. My special guest today is Fred Chenet, who is the CEO of Atari. And we were talking about what is currently happening in the company and what direction they're headed in. Any questions or comments about what we've talked about, Atari token, the PC that's coming out, or things that are on the horizon, email us at info at svin.biz. Also, you can go to atarivcs.com and we'll be right back with more of Fred. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my special guest is Fred Cheney, the CEO of Atari. We're talking about the latest news on Atari and Atari token their in-game virtual currency platform. So don't go away. Bay Area residents, you're invited to the Silicon Valley Heritage Expo on Friday, November 20th. Enjoy virtual online shopping at the Bay Area's largest digital marketplace from the comfort of your home or office, and it's completely free. It's family-friendly, technology-driven, and designed to support our local small businesses during this pandemic. 
So tell your friends, it's the Silicon Valley Heritage Expo, where business and the best of our cultures are on display. Or go to svheritageexpo.com. That's svheritageexpo.com. I hope to see you online. On this week's Cyber Tip, I often talk about stories that are just interesting or aha moments. So the latest news is that ransomware gangs are getting more and more creative in how they're trying to compel companies to pay the ransom. And how they're doing that is they're actually using hacked Facebook accounts or other social media accounts to basically badger the company that's the victim into paying the ransom by making them feel like they have even more data on them. And so you might see a random Facebook ad from a company you're following that says XYZ Corporation, you really need to pay up your ransomware, you really need to pay in cryptocurrency. And that Facebook account may or may not be aware because they too have been hacked in some way. And so as business owners, as individuals or people that are trying to protect your privacy, it is really important to have different types of safeguards like two-step verification where even though you have a password on your account, you are also backed up by either something like a text message to your phone or to your email or to some other method because cyber criminals never sleep and they continue to get more and more innovative. And that's the cyber tip of the week. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. My special guest today is Fred Chenet, who is the CEO of Atari Yes, the historic and iconic video game maker that we all grew up with, at least for my generation. We had been talking about in the earlier part of the show where Atari currently is and where it's headed. And we even got to where Atari is actually using cryptocurrency and blockchain. So I want to go more into that. Welcome back, Fred. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the, thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> So Fred, you know, we were talking about your passion around cryptocurrency and that it is going to go mainstream at some point. We talked about how video games has always been a really great use case because virtual currency has existed in video games for decades. What or how should people think about as they make the transition from a traditional gaming experience into a cryptocurrency blockchain related gaming experience? Yeah, I'll try to keep it, you know, very general because we... I know people could talk for hours about that, so I'll try to give you the, sure. not the two-hour version, but the, the two-minute version. I think uh, blockchain is going is already, uh, you know, opening new new opportunities of gameplay. Uh, I think what we all love about blockchain is the not only the, the security the, uh, of the transaction, but also the traceability, uh, and the fact that you know if you have something that's unique, not unique. If you have something that is also owned by X numbers of players. So the, the notion, that's why uh, non-fungible tokens are a, um, which, you know, for me, I always uh, think think of as a trading cards, but on the internet. But this is why NFTs are really popular because, it, you know, it's pretty cool to know that uh, you have this card and uh, no, no one, I mean, a limited number of people uh, have it. There's that notion of possession. It is what it is, you know. It's, people like to, to have uh, stuff. Uh, so I think that the, the blockchain is really introducing that whole notion of trustability. Uh, it's also, you know, adding that notion of, you, I think you, you feel more in control of the experience uh, because you can trace, you can do it a, at any time. You can interact with other players. So I think for me, that's just the beginning of the blockchain. There's been a lot of articles and comments about, you know, how many 
number of users you could have in, in inside a game. But I think even you believe and you you have confidence that we will be able to increase the number of CCUs, the bandwidth, so to say, uh, to make it simple uh, on the blockchain. And then you say, okay, this is just you know temporary move. We used to have dial-up for internet, now we have broadband, so I'm not really concerned about that. I'm sure we'll find a solution. Uh, but I think that this is really what blockchain is for me, at least, you know, bringing trustability, security, and really a more direct engagement with other players. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, we've talked about NFTs many times on our show, non-fungible tokens, and whether you want to compare them to frequent flyer miles or Chuck E. Cheese tokens or video game yes. currency, uh, things that you can stamp and authenticate and validate. Uh, we've talked about doing that for diamonds. We've talked about all kinds of use cases, but really more simply, I can remember when I used to, you know, pre-kids, I used to play a lot of games and there were times as we were starting off these massive worlds that I had my uh, virtual stuff stolen, not from any fault of my own, but just because the games were insecure but way back. You know, this is probably 20 something years ago, but uh, this is where I think the opportunity for the gaming world to demonstrate how NFTs can be properly done. And then that's where the mass adoption can take place. And then that's where other use cases beyond gaming, even which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. I think that's what's really powerful. Yeah, yeah so, I agree. I fully agree. So in regards to uh, Atari, how would people, because again, back to those of us who've used Atari in the past, uh, we knew it when we were younger as a console. Uh, we were able to buy cartridges. And then as we got older and Atari progressed, becoming a publisher, how would people now engage with Atari? How, how do they touch it, feel it, and get used to it? For, for the token, right? Uh, you know, I, I think, as you know, there are some restrictions depending on the, the country, uh, the audiences. Uh, but I think that the best uh, use cases uh, are the, the ones that we have signed so far because we give a good illustration of what we are trying to achieve. The point is we want to reach mass adoption as quickly as practicable. Uh, we want people to be able to use that token not only inside our games but also inside other people's games. Um, so this is why instead of trying to build our own platform and be the only ones to offer that uh, valuable token. We were very open-minded, so to say, and really uh, available when someone reaches out to us and say, "Hey, I would like to to have this token also in my uh, in my game." So right now, in, in terms of interaction, I think the the point is more for um, when you look at the use cases that we have. We have uh, deals with uh, distributors of games on the blockchain, so you can use the token to. You will be able to use the token to buy some games on the blockchain. We have uh, use cases of using the token inside games. There's a partner who is using with a, a casino on the blockchain and who is going to integrate the Atari token inside the, the casino. Uh, that's for like more, I would say, um, consumer uh, use. But we also have um, partners like Arcane uh, Network, who is operating a network of companies op using smart contracts on the blockchain. And they are going to integrate the Atari token on their platform so that you can use it to uh to in, in exchange as a mean of exchange for services on, on this platform so it's it's pretty it's, it's pretty wide and 
I would say for us, we, we'll try to stay relevant. We'll try to stay relevant in the, in our industry because this is where we have uh, some advantage and some brain awareness. So this is why we're staying in that. We are focusing on the the, the video game industry for at the beginning. Down the road, can we move and can we um, be also be uh, available in other industries that are close to the video game space? Yes, why not? It's uh, you know we learn as we grow. It's a, it's a very long term project, and we just. We're just taking it, you know, step by step. <laughs> it's it's a long term effort. So we'll yeah, be, we we, sure. we we always <laughs> discuss how uh, blockchain adoption, blockchain technology is still in the very very early stages. Uh, exactly. Thinking like the early days of the internet. So there's a long way to go on that. I agree. But, yeah, yeah. But you see, you I think you'll see more and more adoption. I don't I don't mean to 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 branch out here, but. You'll see, you know, um, adoption of blockchain, wide, you know, wide adoption or mass adoption of blockchain in, in real estate. I would say, you know, when you want to trace which unit is that, and I, I think having the whole thing on the blockchain is very important um, in finance. I'm not talking DeFi. DeFi is really hard these days, but I'm really talking simple finance. Do I have the budget? Yeah. So on the blockchain, if you don't have the budget, you won't be able to spend the money. <laughs> it's as simple as that just like in the real world yeah no no it's um it's i think you know it's it's just the beginning right uh when you think of the internet are we in early night you know at the beginning of the internet it's i think it's definitely the the, the case with blockchain uh, and more importantly i think i would bet i mean not a lot of money it doesn't really matter but i would bet a symbolic dollar today that in in 10 years, so after this crisis, right, in the top the top 10 companies in the world would be a company that clearly operates on the blockchain as its dominant business. You, you might have heard that just a few weeks ago that PayPal announced that they're going mainstream on cryptocurrency, at least for their ecosystem. You'll be able to yeah. um, offboard on the fiat from the four largest held cryptocurrencies. But if it, there's no choice, meaning if you want to go where the, the business is and if you want to help people, there's, there's no other choice. Today, you only have 4 billion people connected on the internet, give or take a few. I mean, connected, having a huge, I mean, a very, very good uh, access to the internet. Tomorrow, with all the satellite systems that are being launched, it's going to go from 4 to 7. But the of, uh, my my analysis is eight basically. So, but the the additional four billion people, I mean, they don't have access. They don't have an ID necessarily. They don't necessarily have an address. They don't have. They will never have an American Express card. It's impossible because they don't meet the you know the basic requirements for KYC and AML. But, but are you going to tell them, hey, <laughs> sorry, you can't have access to this, so you can't make uh, you know a living you can't earn your um some money to 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 grow and and raise a family no no way so this is why crypto is so important i think we always tend to see crypto through our eyes i mean i have my passport i have my i have everything right but we are an exception in numbers so this is why crypto is so important hey fred i can't believe how fast the time has gone on a regular part of the show why don't you remind everybody how to find out more information about what atari is uh, doing what's the website Uh, so you can go for Atari, you can go Atari.com, so www.atari.com. For uh, everything that's about 
token and blockchain, you can go atarichain.com. And these are the, the two main sites and you'll be able to navigate and find more and more information. And thanks for the interest. <laughs> so, so once again, a special guest today is Fred Chenet, who is the CEO of Atari. We've been talking all about where Atari is at today and where it's headed. Don't go away because Fred's going to come back and talk about more of the future of technology and of use cases of blockchain. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call one 888 828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. My special guest today has been Fred Chenet, who is the CEO of Atari. And earlier in the show, we talked about the history of Atari, Fred's background, and where Atari is headed in the future, which includes a new PC experience, including uh, relationships to cryptocurrency and blockchain. So you're going to have to listen to the podcast now to find out everything we talked about. So Fred, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So Fred, this is going to be really fun because I really enjoyed having you on earlier to talk about all the things, why Atari made the decision to move towards cryptocurrency and blockchain. But I really wanted to get your outlook on how blockchain as a technology and other things that we can do to really transform lives in the world. So what is your take on all that? Yeah, that's a subject, you know, I like and uh, I travel a lot. So I always have some time to think about this. I think it's, you know, if you look at the the, the way uh, that the planet is moving, you have, you know, big, big issues like clearly you know, climate, climate change. That um, at the same time, you have a lot of people right now who don't have basic access to the internet. I mean, not good access to the internet, right? And I think that thanks to all the the, the projects of uh, the satellite system that are being launched, you're going to see the next, I'm not saying in the next 10 years, but I'm saying in the next two, three years, you're going to see the arrival of more than 4 billion people on the internet, so from 4 to 8 billion people that will be connected with a very, very good connection. And I think this is going to change a lot of stuff. And this is, I would say, I'm not, of course, I'm not naive. I'm not saying like tech is going to solve everything. Uh, but if you look at, the, you know, the experience, the way COVID-19 has changed our life, uh, daily lives today, I think people, and now it's more accepted to, to work from home, right? So I believe that you're going to see, 4 billion people arriving onto the internet and I'm sure that we will find opportunities to make a living out of the internet. Yeah. They could even play video games. You, you take a video game, you bring the avatar up to level 30 in any game. You can sell the avatar for 100 bucks. For us, it's not going to change, but you have certain countries where if you make 100 bucks you know, every other day, it starts to count and it makes a difference. So the problem is that these new four people, four billion people, they don't have any ID. I mean, it's very difficult to to for them. <laughs> they will never pass KYC AML, as I was saying previously on the show. Forget about it, right? They won't have an Amex, a Visa, a Mastercard, but they need to. They you want to 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 take advantage of their services. You want to pay them. So this is why crypto is so important, and I think that for them. Uh, crypto will play a very, very big role in their um, in their way. I'm, I don't want to say out of poverty, but in in their way of um, the, the opportunity for them to improve their lives. 
And I think this is why I'm so, you know, pushing, uh, so pushy with, with, with blockchain and crypto because I believe that this is basically the, the best way, not the only way, but the best way for a lot of people to make a living on the internet. And it's not because I'm using crypto, but I'm cheating taxis and, you know, you have all these, these cliches, so to say. So I, I think for me, if you keep it simple, more people on the internet, they will have to work. They will be offered the opportunity to work. I think it's good also uh, for, for, for each of these guys. They'll make money using crypto. They will sell the crypto, but get the fiat. And I think it's better for them to, and for everyone to have them work on the internet than just, you know, try to find a job with uh, destroying the forest and things like this. It's, uh, for me, it's one, one of the best ways, you know, to, to make people move and uh, uh, clearly improve their, their life on a very, I mean, very practical and uh, daily basis. So that's, for me, that's the most important thing. Well, those are great observations and certainly uh, a promise of bringing people out of poverty. So, Fred, with just the couple of minutes we have left on today's show, what are some of your other thoughts and predictions on where we will transform as a society? Yeah, you know, you have many ways, many, <laughs> many options. And uh, I think that the most important is basically not to be naive first. I should not start by negative, but I think it's very important. It's not... I think it would be a mistake to think that tech is going to solve everything, you know, each and every question. Uh, but having said that, you know, I believe that especially blockchain, um, work from home, access to the internet is going to offer a lot of people the opportunity to, to find a job, uh, to do stuff online. Um, this is, by the way, going to change also some of the things that we are doing you know, here because you're going to see a lot of, likely a lot of tasks are being moved over to, to certain countries. And this is where blockchain for me is very important in blockchain and crypto because the 4 billion people that are going to have access to, to you know, a very good um, internet connection, they will never pass the master of KYC and AML. <laughs> they don't have an address necessarily they, or the address is moving. They don't necessarily have an ID. Uh, they don't necessarily have, you know, uh, they, can, they can't fill all the conditions for KYC and AML. So this is why being able to pay them with some cryptocurrencies is very important. And that may be for them the best way to speed up and accelerate their way out of poverty and, uh, you know, improving the conditions um, of their lives and uh, for them and, and their families. So this is why also I'm pushing. And I'm, I think, again, don't be naive. There's still a lot of work to do. The tech is not the only answer, but I think it's a good tool to reach that goal. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, Fred, it was a pleasure hearing about you and what Atari's up to. I definitely am going to be staying close to as Atari progresses. So thanks again for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for the opportunity. And uh, so Atari.com and AtariChain.com <laughs> since I have a few seconds left. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Thanks, Fred. And so you've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo, special guest, Fred Cheney, CEO of Atari. Any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's one 888 828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 